Hi, welcome to my podcast, where today I'll talk about how, despite persecution, the early believers prayed for great boldness. My name is Tim Harner. I am a Christian author and apologist, a graduate of Houghton College and of Harvard Law School, where I was an editor of the Harvard Law Review. As an attorney, my primary role has been as a general counsel. Therefore, I call the six books that I've written the General Counsel series. The first four books of the series outline the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, providing scriptural backing for the final installments of the series that outline the history of America and the history of the Church Universal. I post my latest thoughts regularly on my website, timharner.com. For this podcast, please reflect on the questions, in what ways have you been persecuted for following Jesus? Have you prayed for the persecution to end? Have you prayed for great boldness to keep following Jesus, knowing that your boldness will probably increase your persecution? And now, as I talk about how, despite persecution, the early believers prayed for great boldness, even though their great boldness would probably lead to greater persecution, let's pray that the Lord will let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in the sight of the Lord our God, who is our strength and our Redeemer. Today's thoughts are based on the chapter, Despite Persecution, the Believers Pray for Great Boldness, in my book, Lighting the World. Prayer is the key to the success of any undertaking. So as soon as Peter and John were released by the ruling elite, and told the believers all that the chief priests and elders had said to them, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Their prayer is a model for all those who want to light the world for Jesus Christ. First, they emphasized that God was in charge of the situation, not this arrogant ruling elite who deluded themselves into thinking that they were in charge of the situation. So the believer's prayer began, Sovereign Lord, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. Second, they took courage from the scriptures. In their prayer, they quoted a scripture that asked, Why do the peoples plot in vain? This scripture reminded them that anyone who plots to hinder God's efforts to light the world is plotting in vain. Therefore, when you pray, meditate upon a scripture that encourages you. Third, remember the example of Jesus. In the believer's prayer, they remembered how those who plotted against Jesus ultimately failed because they did what God's power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Take courage from the way Jesus endured hardship. Take hope from the way Jesus triumphed over every foe even death itself. And finally, never pray for a lighter burden. Always pray for a stronger back. These believers did not pray for the persecution to stop. They prayed for the strength to follow Jesus no matter how much worse the circumstances became. Indeed, what they prayed for was almost certain to bring greater persecution upon them. 
because they prayed, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. God gave these believers what they prayed for. God gave them stronger backs. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. God gave them stronger fellowship so that they could strengthen and encourage each other. All the believers were one in heart and mind. The believers were soon to need the strongest backs and the strongest fellowship God could give them to stand up against the might and power of those who had killed Jesus and who were eager to kill them as well. What motivates such evil people? Why doesn't everyone want the followers of Jesus Christ to light the world? There are many motives, but the one that motivated this particular ruling elite was jealousy. What were they jealous of? The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. More and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. Furthermore, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. The belief was spreading outside Jerusalem that Jesus was the Messiah. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. Instead of seeing all the good that the believers were doing and praising God for it, the high priest and all his associates were filled with jealousy. So, like many a ruling elite before and since, they used their might and power to suppress the teaching and the people that made them jealous. In this case, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. However, the arrogance of the high priests and their associates received a setback the next morning. They called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. When these ill tidings reached the ears of the high priests, they were puzzled, wondering what would come of this. They did not have to wonder long. Someone came and said, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. The reason for this setback to the plans of the high priests was that God was not impressed by their might and power. So, in a small display of God's might and power, during the night an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought the apostles out. Therefore, the apostles were now teaching in the temple in obedience to the command of the angel. Go, stand in the temple courts and tell the people the full message of this new life. The apostles were obeying this command of the angel to heal the promised land.
determined to squelch the full message of this new life, the captain of the temple guard went with his officers and brought the apostles. But they proceeded with caution. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. Nevertheless, they finally managed to bring the apostles before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. There really wasn't much to question. The facts were not in dispute. As the chief priest complained, We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. The apostles did not apologize for violating strict orders against their activities. Instead, Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than men. Then the apostles took advantage of this opportunity to preach to the full assembly of the elders of Israel. They told them, The God of our fathers raised Jesus from the dead, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. The Sanhedrin did not want to hear that God raised Jesus from the dead, and that God exalted the very person who they had killed, nor did they want to hear that the apostles had been given the Holy Spirit, because they were obeying God instead of the Sanhedrin. So when they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. The apostles might have been killed at that moment, except for the intervention of a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people. Gamaliel noted that several movements had died out quickly after their leader was killed. In contrast, this movement started by Jesus was growing rapidly after his death. Therefore, Gamaliel urged, Leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. Gamaliel's wisdom saved the lives of the apostles, but it could not save their backs from the sting of the whip. The Sanhedrin had the apostles flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Of course, such persecution was counterproductive. The apostles left the Sanhedrin, rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. There was no chance that the apostles were going to obey any order to stop speaking in the name of Jesus. Day after day, in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. And so, despite the might and power of evil men, God's truth went marching on, lighting the world. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. If you did, please share it with a friend and find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as on my website, 
timharner.com. My book, Lighting the World, contains citations to sources, including the scriptures. Until we are together again, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord turn his face toward us and give us peace.